Thanks for tuning in to Organic Matters. Find me every week is it's up and down with all. It's interesting. I have actually had a jump in listeners, maybe because of all the heat. I'm not sure, but I am getting an increased number of listeners, at least for the last few weeks. So I hope you enjoy. I'm going to start this week with something that on the surface may not sound like it should fit in my Organic Matters show. But indeed, it really does. I came across this because I'm having the problem, so I just figured a lot of other people may also be having a problem. How to opt out of junk mail and why you should. Seems like way back now, but before the advent of email, a trip to the mailbox officer was filled with a pleasant unanticipation of important messages, or back when then, handwritten letters, perhaps a party invitation or a holiday card. Now, more times than not, the mailbox delivers little more than credit card offers, coupons, and any manner, all manner, of junk mail, and boy, mine is loaded. The term junk mail encompasses many, many forms. Unwanted catalogs, restaurant menus, advertisements, and promotional flyers, and any other unsolicited items that end up in your mailbox without you asking for them. Most of these items may sit on your counter for a day or two or even weeks and then eventually get thrown away because you're decluttering and you've probably never even read them. It's just a waste of a lot of energy and in the case of ecology, a lot of the environment. Opting out of receiving junk mail is easily overlooked as a way to lessen waste and decrease your carbon footprint. But it's a worthy act that's more important than you can think. Multiply it times millions of us, folks. The effects of junk mail are far-reaching. According to the United States Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, well over 4 million tons now, 4 million tons of junk mail are produced each year. This significantly contributes to deforestation and greenhouse gas emissions. Not to mention that much more than even a good percentage of that 4 million tons of that mail, 4 million tons, ends up in our landfills. And even at that, a lot of it's never even been read. Here's just some ideas that if you look at them and take at least a portion of them, are bound to help in reducing a lot of our paper waste. Let's begin with credit card promotions. Credit reporting agencies all have mailing lists that are used by credit card and insurance companies to send out their junk mail. Fortunately, there is an opt-out service you can contact to stop receiving unsolicited offers of new credit cards and insurance. It allows customers to block pre-screened credit cards and insurance offers for either five years or permanently. And you can literally go to your any computer you've got and say credit card opt-out service, and you'll be able to uh, add yourself to that list. And one I've already done, I did. I guess I was aware of it, register for email billing for your b- bills. Student loans, water bills, electric bills, almost all of them now will just send you an electronic statement if you prefer. In most cases, they're an option on your online account to go green and stop receiving physical copies of bills. If you can't find this option, call your bill and ask if they can put you on a paper list or email-only list. Now, the crazy thing is, for instance, my Wi-Fi I asked for the list, and then they still mailed it to me. So I had to call them back and say, no, I don't want the mail. I only want the electronic. So you have to work on it a little bit, but uh, it will make a significant difference in the amount of junk you get through the year. And here's a, here's a good uh, idea that I found. 
In the United States, a large percentage of the junk mail that consumers receive is from the Data and Marketing Association, big initials DMA. The DMA has its own free service called DMA Choice. DMA is capitalized in the word choice, DMA Choice. That allows recipients of junk mail to choose what they do or don't want to receive. This service also allows you to opt out of entire categories of mail, for instance, such as magazines, if you don't ever get any or don't want any anymore. There is a $2 registration fee for it, but the website also offers the option to stop mail that is being sent, for instance, to someone who is deceased or a dependent who's in your care. So it'll, it'll get rid of a lot, lot of your junk mail. Not bad for two bucks one time, so permanent registration. And you can also, in many ways, avoid small marketers. I'm familiar, for instance, with a company called Valpac, which delivers blue envelopes that are filled with ads and coupons for local companies, most of which I don't even read, I've never used. So if, like me, you don't want to receive these anymore, I went to Valpac, to their actual website. Believe it or not, there's a form there you can fill out that'll stop them from sending that to you. And that's actually true for some other small marketers also. If you want access to some of their offerings but don't want to receive them via email, you can actually just print those same coupons online. They're, they're on the, why get them? If you want them, you can go on their website and use only the ones that are something you are interested in. And here's another biggie I found, folks. It's called Catalog Choice. Catalog Choice is a free service allowing you to unsubscribe from individual catalogs. Their database contains 10,000 different catalog titles, including all the most popular clothing brands, credit card companies, charities, all of that stuff you can stop just by going to Catalog Choice and opting out. Another option, if all this still doesn't do everything you want, and it's, it is going to take some, some time on your own, you can actually just go to the source. If you receive large amounts of junk mail from a particular company, I've got a company called Uline that sends me 300 page catalog and I've been trying to stop it for a year so it's not always easy go to their website though and see if they have an opt-out link this link can usually be found in the bottom in the footers of the website's navigation if you look down at the bottom before you do that you should also check share local media and save.com both of which a lot of them especially in the bigger cities uh, have listings of all this stuff that you can just literally check off that you don't want to either get any more or be involved in. I know I think it should be obvious, but as a consumer, it's important to stop and consider what you're consuming and whether or not it truly adds value to your life. Likewise, it pays, I mean this literally and figuratively, to not be persuaded by advertisers. And I'm guilty of that sometimes. If you know what you do not want, and know you don't want that product, just simply decline and they'll eventually quit bugging you. If you're still receiving a local phone book, for instance, there's now an international or national uh, company called Dex Pages Website. That's D-E-X-P-A-G-E-S Website. You can opt out almost anywhere in this country for not getting local phone books and that kind of stuff. To refuse the delivery of promotion mailings, you can just mark these envelopes, return to sender, put them back in the mailbox, and if it's a conscientious company, when they do get your return to sender back, they'll take you off the list. Don't bank on it all the time, no. And this has worked for me. You can opt out of receiving additional requests for donations from charities by enclosing a note when you donate to a particular charity that requests 
that the organization does not sell or exchange your name, address, or your history to anyone else. Additionally, if you don't want to support a charity any longer, just ask for your name to be removed from the mailing list. I usually do that in the envelope they send me if I can't or don't want or can't afford with the economy to put the charity that I used to put in there. And I'll let them know, and it's worked pretty good for me. While we're on the subject of, I guess, going green, being green, probably one of the best things I've learned to do, and I have still, I even have friends that kind of, that would say, make fun or pick on me. I probably am not using hardly any plastic in my house anymore. Not the plastic baggies. Uh, I, 80%, not 100, 80% of the time I go only to the store with my own bags, so I never have to bring those things back anymore. When I do, I do reuse them by putting a little bit of trash I can't do anything else with back in them. At least they get used one more time. But most importantly, I now save my glass jars. I used to only just go buy mason jars, and I got to realizing even today, every third thing I buy uh, comes in glass. Some things I don't like in tin cans, for instance, or canned. I prefer it in glass. And number two is some of the good companies that I buy products from, one's called Classico. C-L-A-S-I-C-O, I guess. Classico, yes. Anyway, it makes tomato sauces and other sauces, and they got smart enough to have a, design, a, a jar with measurements on it. You can use it as a measuring uh, device and you can store in it and the lids that they come on have seals on the top so you can reuse them. You can't can in them now. You can't, if you're going to can, you need to get the proper kind of lid. But just for saving products, I've gotten used to it. I have a side now in my, I, I bought a, I call them Lazy Susans, but you can get little ones about 10 or 12 inches around if you watch. They're just plastic. And I have a double set of them in my refrigerator. Each one holds like eight or nine jars. And you just spin around wherever you want. It cleans up the whole concept of what's in your refrigerator. Now everything is in glass. When I get through with it, I just rewash the glass, stick it in my shelf till I need it again. And I guess you could get too many, but I haven't yet. And it sure saved both in the money I was spending on all that so-called plastic, number one. And number two, it, uh, it's actually more efficient. I actually have better use of my space than I did before. Another saving that I learned about, for instance, uh, Amazon sends some stuff in boxes. They've gotten away from a lot of the boxes to cheaper plastic, but still, it is biodegradable, but I'm not real hot on it. But they used biodegradable glues. And none of the companies do now. And that box can just be torn up or actually just thrown in the compost. It'll go away. If you tear it up or shred it, it'll go away faster. But it can actually be really, I'm going to call it decomposed or recycled. takes a little patience, but you just have a little space where you're putting your compost and it becomes part of the brown part of the compost. You can also use those same cardboard boxes in the spring or through the winter to cover your garden area. And it keeps the weeds from coming up. You can just use it as a weed barrier. And by the time it's decaying away, it's served its purpose for that particular part of the season. So one other savings. And yes, it takes a little work. And then I, I call gardening and that kind of stuff. And I don't do enough of it anymore. My workout. A couple hours, you know, a week in the garden. And you've uh, done your body a lot of good. You're out in the sun. You're out moving around. Just moving is important, especially as you get, I'm going to say, mature as I am. 
And it's uh, it's, it's a win-win. It might make you get a, you get a little slow in the morning. You have to go do it. But it really is a way to aid your movement, keep yourself moving. I'm an older guy now, but you don't have to be old. As a matter of fact, I worked out for years, like too much. Now that I've looked back, i kind of obsessed with it. So I've gotten over that. But just one more use of something that ordinarily goes to the landfill. And in my sort of green portion of the show, my last consideration, which I'd probably say at you know, six shows a year, get a container. I'm sitting in front of mine right now that says uh, biodynamics on it, and it's a stainless steel lined, so it's, it's insulated. It holds eh, maybe 12 ounces, 15 ounces of liquid. And I have one in my car and one sitting right here. I don't buy plastic bottle water anymore. And making a recommendation that you don't either. Once you get used to it and you have your own container, I used to carry a glass one, but I'm kind of a klutz these days, so I went ahead and spent the extra for stainless steel. Lasts you for years. Have a couple of them around. Saves you tons and saves a heck of a lot of pressure on our environment. Thanks for staying tuned to Organic Matters. <laughs> <laughs>